We are always encouraging our listeners to have their eyes checked on a regular basis because, let's face it, when it comes to having a, an independent and uh, an enjoyable life, your eyesight is all important. And you know, we, we hear about these surveys every year. You know, What's the worst thing that can happen to people? And number one is normally losing your sight. But are we good at getting our eyes checked? Are we bad at it? What is the support like for us when we go to get our eyes checked or giving us helpful information? Well, an inquiry has opened an all-party parliamentary group inquiry looking at NHS England. Now, to tell us more, we have with us from RNIB, Helen Lee. Pleasure. So tell me, first of all, Helen, what was the catalyst for this inquiry? The inquiry has been generated by the interest of parliamentarians to what is frankly within RNIB, we would describe it pretty much as a crisis within eye care services. Now, the reason for the capacity crisis, as we would describe it, probably the the inquiry doesn't quite use those terms. There, There are certainly capacity problems that they're wanting to look at. The reason for those is in part because we've got an aging population and as uh, listeners will know, as you get older, eye problems become more common and therefore an aging population increase in demand for eye care services. But it's also due to some fantastic new treatments that have come on, on board. So we have things like now uh, treatments for wet AMD. Obviously, this is great news, but it does mean that there's massive increase in the need for appointments for people to go very regularly to have injections for treatment. So this, alongside all the other conditions, means that there has been a massive increase in the need for appointments, and there hasn't been a corresponding increase in resources. So people are losing sight due to hospital cancellations and delays in appointments. Therefore, there's a real need to look at how we plan eye care services and deliver them more effectively and efficiently so that people don't lose their sight when they don't need to. You mentioned capacity there, Helen, because you know we are an ageing population. We're living longer. People are living now with conditions like sight loss as well. And the improvements in standards of care, the new treatments coming on board, it puts a massive financial strain on the NHS. And I suppose we can talk about, well, if people get treated quickly, then it could save money. But I suppose that funding has to be there in the first place and that capacity has to be there. So is that the problem in the first instance? There's just not enough, perhaps, clinicians or funding or, or as you say, appointments available? I think it's a bit of a combination of all of those things. It takes a long time, as you can imagine, for consultant ophthalmologists to train and to gain all the experience they require and and need. So it's not possible to increase the workforce of consultant ophthalmologists instantly. That's not possible. But what uh, services across the UK have, have been doing is looking at imaginative ways of making the best use of the workforce to try and tackle the capacity issue. So, for example, ophthalmic nurses, optometrists, and others are taking on some of the tasks, uh, being trained and skilled to take on some of the tasks that previously perhaps doctors would have taken on. So there are imaginative ways that uh, the services are looking to address this issue. Of course, there is increasing uh, cost of treatment that needs to be addressed. 
I think what the inquiry is aiming to do is to look at where there are problems with planning and commissioning of eye care services. And at the moment, it is focused on England because the health services uh, devolved in in, um, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. So the focus at the moment is on England, where there's a particular problem. The inquiry will be looking at the barriers to effective commissioning and planning, as I've mentioned, but also what are the solutions? It's going to be very much focused on looking at the solutions for improving the commissioning and planning of eye care services and prioritising eye care services on the political agenda. Their evidence is being asked from a whole range of different individuals and organisations. So that includes at a national level from the Department of Health and NHS England, Public Health England, locally from commissioners and people working in eye clinics, from some of the new bodies that are planning healthcare services like the Sustainability and Transformation Partnerships, but also, very importantly, from patients and their families and friends. Parliamentarians really want to hear about what are the impacts of eye care services on patients and ideas for improving the delivery and uh, planning of those services. So there's a real opportunity for listeners to get involved and to share their views through a survey, take up the challenge, and either online or through the telephone, provide information about their experiences of eye care services. Important then to sort of reiterate here, Helen. You know, this this is looking to the future. This is medium to long term solutions that we're looking at because of the situation that the NHS in England currently finds itself in. So this isn't a quick fix. Exactly. That's absolutely it. What we envisage is that the inquiry will be gathering evidence. We've already started that process at the end of July, and that will continue for several months that the information will be analysed and recommendations will be made. And we envisage that what will be needed is a sector-wide campaign to encourage the implementation of those recommendations. Because there's lots of pressures on the NHS, there's lots of pressures on service planners and commissioners, lots of different healthcare issues. And what we feel is probably needed will be support from organisations and individuals across England to call on parliamentarians, call on politicians to prioritise eye health, to recognise how important it is. An interesting element of the inquiry is that we'll actually look not only at eye care and how that can be improved in terms of planning and commissioning, but we'll also try and take lessons from other conditions, other health conditions like cancer and perinatal maternal mental health to see how they've managed to prioritise those health conditions, secure better planning and delivery of services. And parliamentarians are hoping to learn from those other conditions to see how we can improve the situation in terms of eye care. I would also think, Helen, that, that part of these improvements, you know, rather than just looking at what can be done for people, say, down the road in terms of the condition they have, but really catching some of these conditions at the early stage. And it's that get your eyes checked on a regular basis, because catching these conditions early, you know, not only could, could improve people's sight, a better outcome from treatment, but you're also looking at a financial saving to the NHS as well. Yes, absolutely. We know that obviously people with sight loss, um, 
potentially they, uh, you know, depending on the age, but it has massive implications for individuals in terms of the cost, but also for society more widely. It's also linked to other conditions. For example, people, elderly people with sight loss are more likely to fall and that therefore will need care and treatment from the NHS and there are costs associated with that. So um, we certainly try to make the, the case that Early detection and treatment of eye care that prevents avoidable sight loss has a savings for the NHS in the long run, has saving in terms of social care, and, and has a saving for society as a whole. But of course, most importantly, it just transforms people's lives. You know, the ability to have a cataract operation, to have treatment for glaucoma that prevents sight loss, to have treatment for diabetic eye disease, all of these conditions if people are able to get treatment and save their sight. And we want to hear about that from people who've used eye care services. So both in terms of what's worked well in terms of people's experience of eye care services, but also where they've had problems with delays and the impact that's had on their, their lives. And it's good to hear that you know the inquiry is taking evidence from the, the people who really are the, the, the sharp end of this. It's the, the patients, the friends, the families, and the charities getting involved in this as well because it's not just a, a medical question of how this can be addressed. You know, the charities are there at the sharp point as well and can really you know, give a lot to this particular inquiry. Yes. RNIB is providing independent secretariat for the inquiry. To support our work, we have set up a, an expert advisory group to help RNIB guide the inquiry. That includes the IGA, the International Consumer Association, from the Macula Society. It includes professional people from professional bodies, such as the Royal College of Ophthalmologists, from the Confederation of Optometry and a number of different professional organisations. But patients are at the very heart of that expert advisory group as well because, of course, it is our experience of patients that is central to care and treatment. When do you hope the inquiry will conclude and publish its findings? We are expecting the findings to be published in January 2018. Well, certainly the spring of 2018 is probably a more politic way of putting it. And as I mentioned, following on from that, RNIB certainly feels that we will need to promote and draw attention and awareness to the recommendations to give a real clout. And we're hoping that that will be a sector-wide initiative. Helen, you mentioned that, that um, your patients and so on can get involved in this. Is there any way they can get information or numbers they can call to perhaps register an interest or give some feedback? Yes. So at the moment, the, the best way to find out more about the inquiry is to look on the RNIB website at the uh, APPG inquiry page. The patient survey will be up and available in a couple of weeks. And if you don't mind, I'll share with you then the telephone number and the web address because we'd like patients to either complete the survey online or via the telephone and we really would like as many people who have used eye care services as possible to get involved and to share their views and their experiences so that's not quite launched yet but as soon as it, as it is i can let you know um, the details that patients can can uh, make use of 
Helm will certainly pass that on to our listeners when uh, those details are released and uh, we look forward to the inquiries uh, report as well which we will again uh, bring to our listeners but for the moment Helen Lee thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much thanks for the opportunity.